to Season 2, Episode 2 of Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people on the internet. Today we are looking at The Dragon Reborn. This is the third book of The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Uh, This is is two conversations that we recorded. Uh, I believe that they are going to be chapters 1 through 10 and then chapters 11 through 20, which is kind of how we're handling this one as far as the discussion is concerned. Today we talked, actually, no, that's not entirely true. Today we talked for about a half an hour about chapter 22 only, and in the morning sometime, whether I have slept or not, we uh, will be talking about everything through episode 30, and that might be the next uh, one of these. I don't know. As always, we'll see. We've got a few other upcoming episodes I have yet to edit. Um... Other than books and The Dragon Reborn, and I might be having some more book chats this week. Although I feel like I'm supposed to, yeah, there may be something I'm supposed to do uh, in the evenings the next few days. Oh, by the way, what's up, Fickle Pickle Pie? I hope you're doing good. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, so this is going to be, this is me and Alex talking about chapters 1 through 10, and also chapters 11 through 20. And, uh... We'll see what the next Dragon Reborn episodes are going to contain, because who knows, ever. Yeah, why do I always, every time I do an intro, I fall into this, because it's not just that I, it's not just a tendency of me to explain what's going on uh, and how the podcast is getting made, it's me kind of figuring out for myself by explaining it to myself, because I don't really know. So when I ask these questions, I'm asking them of myself, and... um, it doesn't really belong in this intro. So, uh, yeah, here is Alex, and uh, let's let's talk about Prelude. Prelude. Was there a... a not, I, I don't think Prelude is the correct word. Hey, look, I've got the book right in front of me. What is the first chapter called? Because I don't think it's called Chapter 1. I don't think it's a Prelude either. That's the wrong term. Preface? A preface is usually like a prologue. Fortress of the Light, which we're going to be talking about momentarily when we actually talk about it. So, thank you. Here is Alex. How have, yeah, how have the past few days been, and how has every, how have the past three weeks before that been, I guess? <laughs> Pretty good. Been reading my uh, books online. Oh, cool. My railroad books. Railroad books? Royal Road. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Like Silk Road, but what China called it instead? We're like, we get silk from this, Silk Road. And right. like, this That's... is our biggest road. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, it's just for silk. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited that we've started uh, reading the book again. Yeah, I'm into it again now. I, yeah, I had a, yeah. I guess I've, the first five chapters or so even though there is a lot of stuff happening there really was a lot of 
not even exactly oh. exposition, but just recapping and this is who the characters are and this is what they're like and yeah. you know, this is what's going on and Definitely definitely a bit of that. Um But I'm past that. Yeah. Now I mean it's yeah. It it's a big like shift because, you know, we left them in the town and like suddenly we're in the mountains kind of needs to be at least somewhat explained right yeah there's got to be some ketchup and uh yeah this is the first time uh this is the first time that we have them all like as a and well not all of them but they're encamped they are the uh you know they are the private army of the dragon reborn like the dudes, the little dudes that we got to know are now kind of in charge. Like, it's their really, yeah, you can tell it's been a minute and they're kind of, they're entrenched out here in the valley. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of, the first two were much more just, we're going on an adventure. And at least the setting here, the beginning of this one is like, here we are. What do we do yeah. now? We've started the adventure and things of serious things have started happening and now there's more people involved and more things going on so this one uh for anyone listening is called the dragon reborn and over the past couple of weeks we've started reading it um by robert jordan of course this is the third book in uh the wheel of time and it begins with the trollock attack who's this lady a lady shows up and dies what the hell's up with that let's see what i wrote in my notes <laughs> yes She's important for Perrin, kind of, and important for Min, kind of. Is she dead now? She's dead. Wow. That was, I mean, it, it seemed that's why that's why I ask it in that way because it seemed so fast. She so she showed up. She's dead. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. If it was important. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It, it's she's very much there for. Like setting setting men in like we we've heard a lot about like oh you know what she sees always comes true but like we haven't seen anything really coming true and so it's like it's, it's mostly just been like yeah tr just trust us like men stuff will come true but now it's like oh did actually like happen when she mm. knows how she says when she knows it'll happen she does actually know that it'll happen like yes you might have other interpretations of it but the thing that like the thing that she says is going to happen is going to happen man it's been a minute since i started this in yeah. the uh, yeah it really has i really did yeah i really got a slow start on this one but in, in the prologue we do we have is his name pedron nile yes pedron nile He's <laughs> he's not missing a leg, is he? He's not. Okay. No. Commander <laughs> I have it in my notes, but the reason it is here is because Commander Nile in Elden Ring is missing a leg. Oh. That would make sense. No, he's just super, 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 super old. Like Imagine the Crypt Keeper in a white robe. Sure. <laughs> <Special> <laughs> and uh so has he been hanging out with Pat and Fane? 
before he meets with Bayer? Has Pat and Fane already had this guy's ear? He's got a... Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's no good. <laughs> that's not exactly, you know... Yeah. I we... mean, listening to the way that he thinks anyways, like, he's not exactly the most... Um... Honorable, compassionate, uh, super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Non-fascist. Cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a very... Uh not good person yeah we can say that about basically the white cloaks yeah but there's yeah there may be you know there's always one or two there's always a sympathetic you know and you can always look for i mean we we got we got the whole like uh the chapter already where the white cloaks are going crazy and like some of them are actually trying to stop them from doing like legitimately horrible things. They're like, no, that we're not actually like horrible, horrible people. We're just, we're just, you know, minor fascists. <laughs> That's all. That meme where the guy looks to his friend and says, "Are we the baddies?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we do have, so Min does predict that the newcomer woman will die a violent death. Mm-hmm. And she does right in front of Perrin, which causes him to lose control, which is a big thing. Cause like, right. He, as much as like he fought uh, in the, um, against the White Cloaks mm-hmm. in the, uh, first in the first book, yep. like he didn't, really like lose control like he didn't meld with the wolves the way he did in this one like he didn't want to uh deal with the wolves before but now he's like terrified of dealing with the wolves because he lost himself yeah he and he doesn't know well yeah. at this point <laughs> he doesn't know exactly how far he can lose himself or what would happen yeah. if he were to. Mm-hmm. And pushing him even further, you know, they meet Noam. Yeah. So that's sort of, that's more, that's a few chapters ahead. That's more like where I have just read. Uh, yeah. We're talking a lot about Wolf Dreams. So yeah, I actually asked you if this was just a parent perspective book, because it, it certainly is so far. Um, yes. Wow. The next chapter moves on to Egwene. So. Okay. And we've got a bit of Rand. Little oh, yeah. Bit of Rand. Little, we've, got, we've got bites of Rand. So is it, yeah, is it Noam? Is that the wolf man that Perrin encounters for a... Noam Chomsky. Noam? Noam Chomsky is the name of the wolf man. <laughs> it's the same spelling, you know? So I, yeah. every time I read it, like, I make that same. So it makes sense, right? Well, it's. I'll tell you what. It's forever going to be in my head now. If Noam <laughs> returns to the story in any way, other than a caution for old Perrin. He, you know, do you know who Noam Chomsky is? I, I, I'm familiar. I know that he is a writer and of of a certain political bent and maybe mm-hmm. Jewish. <laughs> I find it very funny, like the. He's very much an intellectual, and like, oh, no, I'm very much not an intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
very uh very contraposition it would be very funny to uh if we ever could like talk to jordan and ask him like if that was any type kind of, of an intentional like he doesn't like uh chomsky's uh, philosophies and stuff so he's yeah. like you're just crazy you're just crazy yeah. old <laughs> just completely unintellectual no uh yeah um I guess we'll have to get out the Ouija board yeah try to get Jordan on the line ask him about Noam Chomsky <laughs> it's funny that this is the stupidest thing I've said well today I guess <laughs> that it's Noam Chomsky and the guy, you know, is chomping at the bars of his cell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't even make that connection. Jesus, god damn. <laughs> Bad. That's so funny. Yeah, so Perrin knows what he does not want to have happen to him. Yeah. And Maureen doesn't know anything about it as much as she knows. Yeah. Yeah, he goes and asks Moraine to help him with his werewolf problem, and she can't even prevent him from having wolf dreams because they're coming from within. She prevents dreams from the Dark One from without. Yeah. But Perrin is a whole different situation. And we're seeing more and more golden-eyed wolf dudes, which is cool. We'll sort of, yeah figure out what the deal with him i'm 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 down for a parent book for sure parent book is not until book nine though so oh wow there's still other things that go on in that one but uh yeah that one is a lot of a a, lot of parent okay cool and it's it's in a hot minute too Mm -hmm. um yeah, I wrote down, I think around, like, chapters three and four, I was writing down that we were getting a lot of the sort of the character details that I, you know, I'm sort of already familiar with the characters, and not that I'm complaining, and not that it was repetitious either, but that's also yeah. where we're getting a lot of dream sequences from these guys, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody mentions the soulless. Yes. Who's that? Uh... The assassins of Dark One will see them soon. Okay, cool. And there is, and they, and they dream of a glowing sword that is not mm-hmm. a sword, and it cannot be removed until <laughs> there's some loop, like yeah, until the sword is removed, the fortress won't fall, so he can't get to the sword because they hate the Aes Sedai. And yeah. if the fortress won't fall, they'll never touch the sword, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in a place called Tyr. The fortress is called Tyr, the land is called Tyr, both? The land and the city is called Tyr. Okay. Same with Ilian. The land and the city are called Ilian. Mm-hmm. Same with Camelin, Kerhian. Can't remember the... I think that's all of them, because Geldin... Geldian, um has a different one and obviously we know that Shinar uh, is Fal Fal Moran something like that one of the Fals 
Moraine is really good at catching fish. She catches a she catches <laughs> yeah. three huge fish. She's totally cheating. Yeah, how? What do you think? Do you think she makes the fish grow bigger as she touches them? No, I I know what it is. I'm like she did she did kind of explain that she was doing something with it earlier. Uh the when she was talking to um What's his name? The innkeeper in Camelin. Oh, man. Oh, Camelin. Yeah. Boy, uh, that's a minute ago yeah, for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not Gil? sure what the... Master Gill? I think. I think it was Master Gill. Anyways, uh, yeah, he... Uh, she was talking to him about how she could drive the rats away while she uh... was there. So yeah. maybe she could also do some sirening. Yeah. Lure the large Basically, fishes. Like, yeah. Well, if she just like creates a ward that keeps fish from running away, you know. Oh. Like invert the, you know, like you can push them away or you can push them in. Right? Sure. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then everybody gets married. <laughs> yes. Rand comes Everybody. through. It is inferred that Rand is so Tavirinish that his his weaving of the web of fate around him just causes people to change their lives, get mm-hmm. married to each other. Was there one other significant thing going on in the town other than people being married while he was there and playing the flute for everyone? Uh, just the white cloaks going crazy. Right, yeah, so, but also, so, is that due to Taviran, uh, weaving of the web around them? They're realizing that they have different destinies to play, and... Yes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, uh, implications with it. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens to, I mean... Really, basically, the White Cloaks have been here to, like, get fucked up by the hundreds, mostly so far in the story. Like, they don't, they seem very serious. The leaders we meet seem very villainous and serious. But, like, well, I don't know, maybe just the end of the last book. But it seems like, in general, the White Cloaks end up getting fucked up when they're out getting into fights. Yes. Well, they're... Like trying to enforce order on in a time period that is inherently increasingly more and more chaotic. Yep. Yeah. And really, really, that's really saying it. I mean, that's it. That's it just increasingly more and more chaotic everywhere. Mm hmm. And so, like, air continuing the way that they have been for you know thousand years or whatever 500 years and so they're very set in their ways and it's just not it's just not going to go well for them the ways the ways the times they are changing very severely and maybe Mm -hmm. uh coming to an end altogether so it the old ways aren't working quite as hot (laughs) you may find uh, (laughs) yeah the soulless and the neverborn are walk is the neverborn the me- the mirdril the half man the fade those yeah. that thing's got a lot of names 
<laughs> There's some cool fights. I love every. I love uh, any of the description of how the fade moves and how its cloak does not move and how it, yeah. you know, without any noise or anything, sinuously whipping around and stuff. It's pretty great. Yeah, the fade is great. great. Yeah, so we got a, we got a fade attacking uh, alongside the Cholocks. We're doing everything out of order that we're talking about here, I guess. But we're getting we're getting yeah we're working around to the beginning of yeah. what's well, going on. We, we've got quite a few chapters behind us now. Yeah. So and like like I said, like things are very interconnected in in his world. <laughs> so totally, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, but mainly, uh, Rand has run off because he thinks he, uh, well, he doesn't want to doom his friends, which, you know, that's, that's a classic. That's good job. Good Rand. That's, you know, I mean, you're causing trouble, but I can see, I can see what's up, you know? Uh, you're trying and that's, yeah. that's half the battle. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone obviously is, you know, chasing him, but he thinks, uh, does he think he's going to get to this sword with, it? well, he thinks that either he or. Balzaman has to die immediately. Yes. Let's not yeah. worry about a last battle. We don't. Let's not get uh, the Dragon Reborn's army together or any of that stuff. No false. None of this false dragon silliness. I'm gonna find the guy and fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll grab this sword, which is not a sword. But is that what is? I'm not. Is that where? Where is Rand headed? He's headed towards He's headed here. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that's the yeah, and that's sort of the beginning. That's those are the inciting events. Rand has taken off. He's got a wound. Yes, from the end of the last book, mm-hmm. uh, when he took the staff strike to his side so that he could plunge his sword into Balzaman. Yes, they certainly stabbed each other, and he melted his hair and mark blade. Hmm. And was marked a second time. This, that's the that's the end of the last book. These books are cool, man. <laughs> yeah, who else is in this one? We've seen Moraine and Lan a little bit, but they're kind of doing their. Although Moraine is getting a little bit of a. You see how she's taking control of everything around yeah. her, and and Perrin specifically is noticing the little things she does and does not like it. These Aes Sedai are easy to, uh, it's easy to fall under their very subtle spell and just be like, yeah, you're right. I guess, yeah, we should have been listening to you all along. It does seem, as far as the plot goes so far, that, well, some of, well, Moraine seems like she knows what she's doing. That other one, yeah. that that red one, uh, we don't like as much. <laughs> I mean, the red one knows what she's doing, but... We don't, we Are don't you like sure? I don't know how much she knows. She and her friend and her other friend are uh, promising to put each other in chains, so it's obvious it's not going to end well. I don't know if Lorraine, Lorraine, Leadrin, Lorraine. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know if Leadrin. I don't really know if Leadrin knows what she's getting oh, into from what I've seen. She's a she's a dark friend. We've more or less gathered yeah. since she lies. She has to be Black Aja. So she knows she has to know what she's getting into in um, in that regard like she's 
Yeah. Doing I mean, she, yeah, she does. It's people. not like, yeah, she's going to happen around her <laughs> to her. People aren't going to like her. Right. It's not what, yeah, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Two different things. Yeah. That's the beginning of the dragon reborn. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anything else interesting to note within the first, within those first 10 chapters? Have you read up to, I've read, I'm at, I'm about to begin chapter 10, which I guess is like, we, yeah, cool. I want yeah. to see some tower um, stuff. <laughs> Let's see yeah. what's going on with the tower and Mad and shit. There's a lot of interesting stuff, in fact, that's going on. Uh, the uh, chapter six specifically was really, really big. There's a lot of prophecy. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Perrin's gonna wear two birds. Yes, it's two birds on his shoulder, and if he sees. Uh, most beautiful woman he's ever seen he should run which he's seen her multiple times both before that and since he saw a beautiful woman in a dream and it was a woman he had already seen in his dream yeah so the first dream sequence he saw her and talked to her and then this last dream sequence he saw her and she told him that he didn't belong there he was ruining things also in that dream sequence a tentacle comes out and snatches a man's skin right out from under his clothes between his clothes and his body yep (laughs) that was a creepy segment yeah uh is that lamphir yes okay the way she was described i was kind of i wasn't totally positive um this most recent time when she was in the scary yeah. dream. But yeah, so that's... And she's the beautiful woman that Min does not want to... Uh, does not want him to talk to, which she's fucking right. <laughs> this one we know I mean, is bad. This one knows exactly what she's doing. That's certainly the implication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the two lines, I think is going crazy. Is Masema the most important thing on your mind this morning? Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that one. Just I I laugh at that every time now because it's like Maureen is very 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 full of herself at this point, and like oh. she she thinks she knows how everything works and how how everything you know needs to go and how everything comes together, and she just has no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, and then cool. we get yeah. I think, doesn't she recite? Oh, yeah, she talks about the fulfillment of the Carthian cycle. Oh, yeah, how it may not be what you expect it to be. It may not be word for word. It may not be the truth you think it's telling you, which we... <laughs> yeah, but we also get a lot of the prophecies. He's going to break the nations and shatter the world. Uh, not if this dude kills him first. Yeah, he shall slay his people with the sword of peace and destroy them with the leaf. Although, bind, bind the nine moons to serve him. What does that mean? Find <laughs> out. <laughs> Prophecy. <laughs> what wounds of madness and cutting of hope has he healed? What chains has he broken and who put into chains? Is it during the Trollock fight that he feels frightened that he's just going to pull the mountain down into the valley and kill everybody in yep. order to solve the problem? Yep. <laughs> 
Pretty early to be having that kind of thought, Rand. <laughs> Pretty early on in the fifteen page in the fifteen book epic. Yeah. <laughs> to be thinking about killing everyone. I guess this is well while, yeah. while everyone dies. <laughs> Man, we've we've we have barely yeah, we've only gotten little little bits of Rand in this book so far, but I sure am interested in what happens with Rand. Normally, you Ooh. know what? Good. Like normally I fucking hate the main character like as a by default right like this is the yeah. guy fuck it i don't want any chapter about the main character i don't care about but but i like rand but rand is cool and weird and he's gonna blow up <laughs> and he does yeah. crazy well, shit so fine but that's good you want that weird flawed you don't know if you should even like him main yeah. character that's so good job robert <laughs> well also like we get, especially at this point, like, we've gotten a little bit in the first book and much more in the second book, like, alternate perspectives and, like, kind of the hint slash insinuation that Rand isn't really the main character. Like, right. yes, he he's the Dragon Reborn, but, like, we're having big chunks of time with other characters who are very, like, right. close to him and, like, involved in what's going on with him specifically so it's kind of at this point where it's like you know he he might be the mainest main character but he's not really the only main character sure and just because he might become an incredibly important character doesn't mean he's who we're going to be spending our time with ultimately exactly yeah yeah Still can't have a female dragon reborn. She doesn't work. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I haven't. Uh... Man, <laughs> I stopped right at episode eight. Like the new season's out, and like I, I don't. That. That's why. It... That's why I've thought of it because like on our TV it keeps like popping up as an ad, and I'm like, I hate you so much for existing. Like... I like. I don't, and I don't even know exactly what happened because I was watching it with a morbid curiosity, but I just like, I can't bring myself to watch episode eight. I like, I don't want to see what they did to end it. <laughs> like, I like, I've seen, I've seen everything up to the, the end of the first book, and I just like something shut off in me. It was at, at one point I was talking to you, and I was like, I'm not going to watch it anymore, and then it turned out to be true. You know, so that's what it is. with everything I have to stop doing. At, at a certain point, I'll say, I'm not going to do that anymore, and that'll be the time it's true. And that was it. I just, I can't watch that. I can't watch it. It's insane now. Now that I've read two of these books, like, it's it's terrible that that's what they made. You haven't even, like, you haven't even gotten to some of the big parts that are just, it's like, just crucial like... to the story, and you're already like, what did they eat? Why did they even do this? But they, but oh. it, it, it really, but just, they, I don't know what the goal was i don't know where they wanted to go but they just fundamentally changed the, all of the primary characters and yeah. then when yeah. you're watching the show you're just watching what they had to change to make whatever stupid thing they're doing work it's like, yeah just it just crumbles like and it just oh man it's intense yeah <laughs> I was watching that review that you posted. Don't watch it. It's, like I said, 
full of spoilers. I don't know if you watched it already or not, but it was um, it was on in the house. The only thing that I absorbed was which I mentioned was that a man's soul might be in a female body. Yeah, which that's, is that's that, a pretty big spoiler. I guess it is. Not, I guess uh, yeah. Well, let me say this because I think that like. I don't know. I think that like a spoiler is like Luke is Darth Vader's son. You know what I mean? Like it changes how you have to. Maybe that is. Maybe that is. Maybe that's a big reveal. The well, female thing. Well, like it's. Yeah. It, it's um. Like a whole book of kind of questionability before the reveal happens for that. Okay. Okay, yeah. But you kind of get hints at it, and you're like, well, that seems like... But it's... Yeah, so... It's just... Like, that one's, that one's very minor. The bigger the bigger issue was, like, the overarching thing that she just, like, completely ruined. And so I'm glad that you didn't pick that up or anything I like, really, like that. Really, I really, I probably... Like, yeah. I hope it doesn't paint, like, the way that you read the books, because, yeah, it is it is a massive, like... kind of a mindfuck and it's it's literally like the very last book where you go oh shit i didn't even oh i guess also okay well i definitely didn't there's nothing that i guess i but i guess i also i i heard her mention the other thing from her was that the source was one source and then now now i don't even really remember what she said but something about splitting it in half corrupted the male half or whatever, or in order for the darkness to take hold, they had to split it into the male half or something. Which, which no, now, which uh, now I do exactly. Well, don't tell me. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, read no. about it. it <laughs> I mean, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was, I was like doing the dishes and walking back and forth and in the garden and stuff. But really, and something I do a lot is like if there's a an hour long YouTube video, I will post a yeah. link to it at, when I'm 15 minutes in. Uh, but really, what I liked was the first 15 minutes when she was explaining that the showrunner actually, like, doesn't know anything about the books, like, confirmed. <laughs> and yeah. some of the other stuff she was saying about oh. the process that went into the show, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking, the insanity is, like, the showwriter specifically said, like, I wanted to tell my own story. And it's like, well, that's nice, but, like you can't do that with a story that already exists like this. Like if you wanted to write some like future version of it, where like there's a change to it, you still have to one, you still have to stick with the way the universe works. You can't, you can't change that. If you're telling a story in a universe, the universe works the way the universe works in books. Otherwise you're just telling a completely different story. Don't even pretend that it's the same, you know, universe. It seems like he doesn't want to be in this universe. That's what, it's, you know, that's what it okay, seems like. This is not a universe he's interested in. So, hooray. <laughs> Which is like, it's, that's why it's like, if you wanted to tell that, like, a different story set in the same universe, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with it if he wanted to, like, <clears throat> have it be, like, somehow, like, the dragon, the dragon reborn soul, like, is. Uh, dusted in a woman for some reason like sure I, I could totally like get on board with that like if 
you wrote it the way that it works in the universe. You know, sure. you can't just hand wave everything away, rewrite how the universe works, and still be like, yeah, no, this is still the same universe. Like, this doesn't work that way, <laughs> you know? I, still, I just, I don't even understand, like, what the point is on, in saying, well, no, now there's four to the end. We're going to make. <clears throat> I, it doesn't even got <laughs> but I, like uh, i don't even understand why the any of the changes are well, there at all apparently according to like some of the way some of the responses that he's had to people's criticisms of it he's just very petty and spiteful and he doesn't like the people who read the books it has sounded yeah that's what yeah i've that's what i've heard which is god like Fuck! <laughs> like, like literally, they're like, "That's not what you, you want." Know, they're like, this, "This isn't really like the way that it was." And he's like, "Fine, you don't like it." Now, Perrin and Lan are gay for each other. And it's like, is that gonna, is that what's happening? That was a tweet that he sent out. Like, oh, it is. It was. You're not. That's not even hyperbole. What you're saying? Literally, <laughs> literally. Like, oh, he doesn't even oh, care about the, like the story like, that he wrote. He will ruin it just to just to spite with the people, just to spite the people who read the books and enjoyed the books. Like very what? funny man, very funny man. Yeah, <laughs> real Twitter comedian. Yep. Okay, that's where, so that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. The state of media out today. The way <laughs> I'm gonna. I guess I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna stay. I'm stick. I'm not gonna. I'm not watching it anymore. I don't, why would I? It's just to hurt myself. <laughs> like, it's just flagellation. I don't need to watch this stupid show. I'm glad I'm getting into this book. So, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. dig into some more of it for the rest of this week. And, yeah, let's get going. Let's go. August, the, the yeah. autumn is coming in. August, is, it's still hot as fucking terrible dripping fuck here. But, uh... Yeah. It's going to be fall, and I'm going to read The Dragon Reborn by Robert Jordan. Got some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, the scene that I told you to wait for to watch. Oh, the before. Rest. Right. Yeah. That's coming up in the next few chapters, I think. Definitely before we talk again, it'll happen. Okay, cool. Parent time, not parent. Matt time. Matt time. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't even remember anything. I'm. I feel like there was some knife discussion when Matt got to Tarvalon, but I definitely don't remember anything important happening. I don't really remember anything important happening to Matt in the TV yeah. show. To be real, <laughs> like barely. I, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't even, the fact that it, that it happened at all. Yeah, is he even there, do we think, in the books? You think he's already there? Well, we'll find out in, like, a couple chapters. Yeah. I mean, the next one is an Eguin perspective, and she's travel. she was traveling to Tarvalon with Matt, so. In fact, okay. I think the first word is Eguin. <laughs> Just starting off strong. Let's see what's next. I love having fucking library books, by the way. Everyone visit your public library. It's so fucking dope. 
Uh, it's not the first word. Chapter 10, right. secret. Secrets. <laughs> Secrets. Ignoring her companions for a moment, Eguine Alvare stood in her stirrups. Yes. Cool. I'm, I'm excited to catch up with Eguine and Matt. Head into Tervalon. Yep, it'll be fun. It'll be an adventure. New adventure. New places. New maps. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, thanks for talking to me about this and making me read Wheel of Time. Yeah, thanks for reading it. So amazing. So amazing. So much, like... Uh, that's why, like, I was so going much, to... Uh. <laughs> yeah like i wanted to i wanted to talk after chapter six because like that yeah, prophecy like just offhandedly unloads like six prophecies you know and just rattles them off and like so barely knows what she's doing yeah <laughs> i'm like, very interested so in I'm very interested in him having two birds <laughs> i like the idea of uh you know werewolves or other primal type druid guys with a bunch of animals around them that are their, you know, mm -hmm. companions and bros. Also the broken crown. A broken crow? crown? Yes. That was another one of Min's visions of Perrin, is the broken crown. Broken crown. Okay. Ooh, we'll see. That sounds ominous. After I make a lunch, I'm going to dig into Starfield. Have fun. It's going to be Skyrim on a spaceship. It's the same graphics level for sure. <laughs> it's the, you know what I started, you know what I've started to realize? And this is almost out of character for me, but like, sometimes it's just fun to do the new thing other people are doing and see the new thing and talk about it, you know? Yeah. That, that's what I expect to get out of Starfield. That's fair. That's mm. fair. I think I think if you go in with that expectation, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. You will certainly play a game that everyone else is playing, and you will right. be able to talk about it. <laughs> I will certainly play a game everyone else is playing for once. Good old Bethesda. down at one o'clock and I was reading and I woke up like 10 minutes ago with my phone on my face so that sounds like what you're supposed to do on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon for real I did feel pretty good yeah especially after golfing for five hours yesterday golfing golfing I know me golfing weird Ooh, do you why, get a whatever. do you get an upper body workout? Yeah. Or did you it's walk? Did you walk the golf golfing. course? I guess that's the real question. Uh, I walked some. I ran some, but oh. mostly we used the uh, the golf cart. So okay, it's kind of funny though, because like even with as much as we used it, like whenever I would 
like Walker going some of the other guys would be like, you know, we have carts. I'm like, you know, it's like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that lazy. I haven't, I've done, I have an injury to my shoulder. I don't, I don't know what, Ooh. I don't know if it's a rotator cuff. I feel like golf would fuck it up. I've been doing a thing where I, I have this inflatable ball and I lean against the wall and I do like the alphabet. In yeah. motions with the ball, and yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think it's helping. I've been doing it for a couple of weeks, and my shoulder's still fucked up, so I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a long, like a long-term thing with the rotator cuff. Yeah, it's terrible. I've done it before and healed from it before, and I'm pretty sure this is the exact same thing five years later, basically. Yeah, I almost feel like it could be. A result of shoveling. I think maybe sometimes, you know, I shovel in my garden a lot, and I may yeah. shovel a little bit too hard. It's definitely a likely candidate, especially if it's been injured before. Yeah, like having it be injured again, especially in the same spot, like more <clears throat> likely. You know what? Uh, you know about Fiona and cake. Like, um, Jake and Ben. Yeah. But the female version. Yes. Do you know that it's a, there's a TV, it's a TV show. There's a TV show right now called Fiona and Cake. Why? That's I, stupid. I don't know why. I don't really know. I, I didn't watch. I don't know very much about the canon of Adventure Time to begin with. If I did, I might be. I might know why or I might care that this show exists. Like, I mean, I can give you one reason the show exists because the property exists and someone says we can make money if we do this. Yeah. That's, that's one yeah, reason. If you do it this way. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's stupid because, like, Adventure Time just turned into Fiona and Cake. So why would you just, like, separate it out? Like, just keep going with it. I guess maybe, like, because people wanted jake and finn back and they wanted to keep going with fiona and cake so they just kind of split it into adventure time and fiona and cake i guess that's one reason but i don't know it's it's weird to me i feel like because this is yeah because this is like several years after adventure time um but I feel like there's just like a checklist of different versions of different things that might happen in a franchise. And like yeah. eventually the people that are making the shows are just like, have we done, have we done that one? But gender swapped or let's do, remember that one episode that everyone thought was really popular. Let's make a whole show out of that one. I mean, they do that all the time. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is like the, the whole point of, uh, the Fiona and Cake thing was the exact same things happen just with the gender swap. Like, oh, are like there two storylines happening, but they're the exactly yeah. the same? Yeah. I mean, it was like, this is, I know absolutely like, there's, nothing there's about. Very minor yeah. differences, like, aside from the gender swap, but like, it's so, like, that's, that's the point of it is like, it's an alternate dimension where, like, the only thing that really changes are like very minor differences plus gender swap like basically like it's exactly almost exactly the same thing happens regardless of what 
genders are involved. That was the whole point of it. So, like, that that's the other thing about, like, having it be its own show is, like, you're either remaking Adventure Time completely. Right. Putting maybe like, maybe that's what they're doing. Genders swapped, which is stupid. Or, like, you've ruined the entire premise of it, which was that it's the exact same thing with very minor differences. Like, that's... that's <laughs> those are the two options, and both are really bad in my mind, you know? Yeah. I feel like maybe... The lady that wrote Twilight might have done a gender-swapped Twilight. She definitely did a book. She did a book that's the first book, except it's from Edward's perspective, and it's way more predatory and upsetting. Instead of Bella's. Yes. That is definitely something she did. Yeah. Well, that... I'm not saying it's similar it's or that, like, like, yeah, I'm like, not saying that it, has anything no, to I'm do. Not, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that's so, like, I, I hate the people responding to it that way because, like, yes, obviously it is because he's a fucking vampire. This is yeah. why you guys are, like, sexualizing it and being all weird about it is, like, it's weird. <laughs> like, so this is what you wanted. Like, it, 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 right? Like, I, I would, this, yeah. <laughs> this is why I personally like when I read Twilight the books were very very different from the movie because she wrote about a vampire and like she wrote it in a way that like the vampire was a vampire so when you swap it and you like see from his point of view he's a vampire <laughs> it's it's not good he's not a like good person like this is a case where yeah where it, people got too comfortable with the monster which they do which we've we've gone through this yeah there's a lot of cases yeah. where people are like yeah but you know edward is my hero because he i don't even i don't know what he does he's good at baseball but he is you know Vampires are pretty predatory. Even if, even the kind that want to hang out with humans and and don't want to, you know, uh, predate upon them and are like, well, I only feed from animals and stuff. Even that kind of vampire, there's still a a power disparity in any kind of relationship you're gonna have with a vampire. Well- Especially one who can read minds, who's only oh my god, read your fucking mind. Oh my god, and she's very smelly to him for some reason. Yeah, like the the two things. Does that have anything to do with reading? Does her mind? How does her mind smell? Or is that is that a very strange? Is that does that question not come into it? Because that's a that that might be a strange thing to ask. Yeah, it doesn't really come into it. It's not a psychic smell attraction that he's I guess that's kind of what I was asking yeah (laughs) like the first the first thing that he noticed about her was that like he was having a hard time controlling his hunger because of her smell the second thing that he noticed about her was that he couldn't read her mind and he can read everyone's mind oh my god that's like Uh, Sookie yeah (laughs) Bill can't read her mind either wow okay So it's like it. He doesn't have any interest in her as a person. Like at b- almost any point Food. in the story, until much later on. Yeah. 
what of some people would call messed very, up. Like, creepy predatory thing. <laughs> like, does she know. ever? Does she ever start doing some kind of psychic vampirism to other humans? Does she develop some kind of? Uh, her power is shielding. Oh, okay. That's why he can't read her mind because her sight, her power is literally the ability to nullify other powers. So. Boy, I yeah, yeah, I really. It's cool. It's interesting. It's a really interesting concept for vampires and vampirism. Like, yes, there is like a romance story in there, but it's like none of it is good. Like, none of it is like what any humans should look at as like a romantic. Okay, so what went wrong? What went wrong around two thousand and three that had a generation of teenage girls decide I that don't... this is exactly. That, I don't think it's a 2003 thing. <laughs> was I, it 2008? At any point in time where teenage girls don't do this kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know about um, Carmilla? Yes. She was hanging out with a teenage girl, and, and that was like before Bram Stoker was even thinking about mm-hmm. vampires. So this yeah. is what vampire. Yeah. Damn, Carmilla! <laughs> Hanging out with underage tail around Wallachia in fucking sixteen forty three or some shit. Inventing yep. vampires. Good job. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, that's why I, personally the books I love the books as like a vampire slash werewolf story. Werewolf the Lycanthropy is not as interesting to me because it's fairly standard lycanthropy and like it's a fairly standard like werewolf versus vampire. Okay. Like the hatred between them is yeah, pretty. It was it's been a thing for a while and she didn't really do anything spectacular with that. But like the vampirism itself was really well done. Like the the take on vampirism was really well done, and like the romance was meant to be like, you know, this is what romance with monsters is like. You know. The werewolves are monsters too. The romance in the werewolf world is just as bad as the romance in the vampire world. And I, if you ever read a book about from Jacob's point of view, trust me, it'll be bad. Oh, I, I mean, I guess I gotta. I, I mean, I gotta. I guess I gotta ask. Uh, yeah, what about werewolves falling in love with newborn babies? What about that? Oh my god! Is oh that? was. What's that like? Uh, I mean, I've re- I've I mean, already written it down. Yeah. I've already put Twilight on my list of things to maybe read and actually experience and it is it is a good read it's so whatever you say about werewolves and babies i mean that's just insane right is that just so weird that that's where it went i don't know maybe if you think that if you think the vampires are great and that's like i i it 100 isn't like a like uh like this is a good thing, and it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not presented it's, like hooray. None, this of, is, the, none yeah. of the relationships in there are presented as, as healthy, like, positive, yeah. like as healthy or positive. Like so, it's just. I wonder if it was supposed to be I more horrific it than because it's like it's supposed to be it, and I feel like I almost feel like she wrote that just because she was like, "Look, people need to understand that these are monsters, and for yeah, some reason, need to stop. they keep thinking that this is romance. Like she this went is too good soft. romance." She wrote it, and people are still like, "I love Jacob." She's like, "I give up." All right, I'm gonna read Twilight. 
I'm on Team Jacob, and the only thing I know about is that one of them plays baseball. I just, I, I would pick the werewolf, I think, if someone was like, you know, if that's all I knew. Baseball non was not having nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was, shit, I was about to say, when I was talking about Fiona and Cake, I was about to say that people are just out of ideas, but actually, I mean, I guess there's plenty of stuff that I haven't even explored, like Twilight. Yeah. I know nothing about I mean, I guess I know a few things about it. You know that the doll that they made for the movie to be the werewolf vampire daughter or whatever uh, mm-hmm. was possessed. Oh, lovely. It's in like a glass box somewhere in a museum because like it, you know, cursed some people or something. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh... Anyways, Wheel of Time. Yeah, um, how are you? Where? How you at? Are you at 20 or more? I stopped at 20, yeah. Cool. I think that was, that was like the perfect the perfect stopping point for a discussion. We, we got to see Matt healed. Yeah, he's very hungry, like the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the healing was... Uh, I, I love that healing. <laughs> like, it's so... Uh, I don't know, like, the, it's really the first time you hear the old tongue being spoken. Okay. Like, right? Like, you get a long stretch of it. Yeah, a couple. Um, three one, sentences. One or two, I feel. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's still, yeah. it's still a lot more than just, like, you know, forward the the Red Eagle. Like, yep. what? Okay. <laughs> That's just a battle cry. It's not really a sentence and we see how whatever Matt's ancestry is does really doesn't like Aes Sedai right <laughs> yeah strange and interesting and they mentioned that the Minethrin were of course allied with Tarvalon during these Trolloc wars where they kind of yeah. stopped being and, and, around yeah I it's funny though like they're like well weren't they allies it's like you can be allies with someone and still think they're assholes. Like, <laughs> yeah, and especially Tarvalon. We're fighting literally the concept of evil. You're terrible people, but you're still people, so we're gonna work with you to defeat evil itself. If you're it comes down, like yeah. <laughs> if it comes down to living people and the soulless and the, uh... mm-hmm. are they the nameless? Is does the what are the fade? Uh... What are they? Are they? Do they? Do they? They're the faceless. Yes. Yeah, we got some faceless, faceless guys. Over. We got some soulless guys, and then over here, there's like just some guys. So I'm gonna be on that team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't try to control me and my life, because I know you're going to. That's that's what you guys do. But also, like, I'm still gonna work with you to fight these evil people. Just don't like stop trying to control my life. That's all. I already <laughs> mentioned the film Wanted, where uh... yes, <laughs> curving, curving bullets and everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but the Morgan Freeman has just has to control all of fate because mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, is it going to yeah. turn out that the Amarillan is the villain because she's trying to control fate because she knows that she'll end up betraying everyone 
to the Dark One if she doesn't. That would be very interesting. That would be, that's not exactly what happens in Wanted. Not quite, no. But I feel it's like a, there's a lot of similarities between the two of them, but... There's a controlling fate, and of course there are threads involved. And a weave, you know, and yep. much yeah. more literal in one, in one yeah. thing. <laughs> I definitely think there are a lot of parallels between the two, between those two characters. Just very, very different way. But yeah, uh, that that scene specifically is why I was like, you can't have them going to Tarvalon because the minute they go to Tarvalon, that has to happen, right? Yeah. Because the Aes Sedai all look at him and go, yeah, he's tainted. Like, we need to get rid of that. Immediately. And the only reason they don't do it, like, very first thing when they show up in Feldara is because even with all of those Aes Sedai there, they were like, well, we want to, like, have like this separate room set up and like be absolutely sure that like nothing could possibly go wrong and then like because they needed that huge setup the dagger got stolen first you know oh so. yeah yeah which really and by the time and because of that by the time Matt is arriving at Tarvalon he is he is he is days away from his, from perishing and uh which yeah, which it's very important that he be that, like that all of this definitely like, not what happened in the, in the show. <laughs> so, which is why the show, like bringing him to Tarvalon that early, just ruins like everything that's going to happen, like the entire like plot setup and all of that, like format specifically, and really like Matt being a central pillar of the story. You know, obviously as a main character, like you're you're writing a completely different story now. You know, I'm gonna never mind the idea that you know the Dragon Reborn could be female. Like the everything about the plot is just rude. And they have (laughs) to, and you can see the ripples of it. You can see them correcting whatever stupid thing they've already said and working it into. Now they've done it this way, so they have to, you know, continue. Yeah, so it's a huge, huge mess. I want to like, go and watch. I'm going to watch that specific episode because I want to know what happens because I think it's nothing. I think they may kind of mention to they. It may even just be someone like waves their hand at Matt and they're like, okay, just stop touching. I don't even know if they take it away from him. I don't even know if anything happens with it in that episode. They may just meet Loyal and then, you know, whatever the hell happens next. It's it's just <laughs> I, I, I am you. I just keep getting tempted to watch it again. And, like, I feel like since that's one I've already watched, if I watch it, it won't do any further psychic damage to me. And I can see what they actually did. Because, obviously, yeah, they go to Tarvalon yeah. in the first episode. And, uh, you know, while we're, while we're talking about the TV show, let me just get, let me get my one TV show note out of the way, and then maybe we'll see if we can... Ever talk? Stop talking about the TV show because really, I mean, it's going to be funny if we're in like book four, still talking about the TV show, and I still like haven't even watched it since season one. But uh, yeah, I think I think because we've reached this point, like this was the point where I was yeah, and this where, is like, this was you, a big this, you, so this did happen. Right. And I was like, okay, you have to stop because like this, like it's so impactful when they reach Tarvalon, like it's 
it's impactful in so much different of a way too. Like you you see it from Egwene's point of view specifically, where she's like, you know, she's uh, she talks about the beauty of it and like they're thinking it, about the the girls are thinking you know, maybe we're gonna sneak down there and do this ourselves if these ho bags aren't gonna do it. Yeah, and like, but but I'm talking about like seeing the city, like it, oh, it's a yeah. very like big like. Some sometimes even like between one paragraph and the next, she'll like be talking about how beautiful it is, and then like instantly talk about how worried she is about how Matt, like how Matt looks. Sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So like you get this like the urgency, it, urgency, and like I, I want to call it splendor. Okay. Like the idea that like how about the majesty? Something as terrible as this, yeah, like, is going to happen. Like. You know, it, it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Like, it, it's kind of the same the same idea of the feeling as, like, how water tastes when you've been dehydrated for four days, you know? Like, okay. It, it's a very different, like, look at water. Like, especially if it was, like, Say you've been start you've been dehydrated for three days and you end up at Niagara Falls. Like you're looking, you're both looking at it, going, "Oh my God, that's beautiful," and also going, "Holy shit, I need to drink." Yeah, <laughs> like this water tastes amazing because I need to drink, but also it's amazing because of <laughs> Niagara Falls. You know. Yeah, it's also a word for that, but well, it's uh, relief or impending relief. Or a sense of long, drawn-out tension uh, breaking. Maybe climax is the word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good word for it. Like, it is, yeah. it is climax. It um, is climactic. For the yeah. first ten chapters of this book, one of the main three characters is uh, about to die. Yeah. Now he might like, not. The last two books, he's been moving towards death yeah you know going hollow and in the same in the same vein like they've been moving towards tarvalon since book one so Mm -hmm. it's a climax of like two like two opposing things one terrifying and one like good i guess or or desired you know sure So right before that, when the girls encounter the white cloaks for a for a for a magical battle, where, as I've said before, the white cloaks get their asses kicked again. Um, this is the, good at fighting against people who wield the one power. Yeah, which is really funny. <laughs> they're really, huh. they're the class that you roll. They're the hard mode class if you wanna. You know, yeah. in the video game. It's particularly funny because they're like, oh, you know, they're so evil. And like, we try to kill them as often as possible. And it's like, every time you get a fight with them and like, like you get your asses handed to you. Like, Looks like someone fucked you up with a coffee pot. <laughs> like you, you understand like your claims that they're evil just don't really fit into that because if they could destroy you this easily and they haven't yet they're probably not evil at least not as evil as you're making them out to be so my yeah so my tv show note is that 
maybe not the, the well definitely not that exact scene because in the TV show they don't fight back but a lot of but the dialogue that uh this white cloak guy says you know back and forth to uh the yeah. girls is used in perhaps the second or third episode which would be you know around mm-hmm. right before the Tarvalon right before the team gets to Tarvalon um, about whose father dying? Uh, that's Bornhold. That's um, Dane Bornhold. Oh that, yeah, not 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 the stuff he says. Um, not the stuff he says about his father dying, but some of the earlier stuff when he's uh, trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and what they're doing, and just kind of being an asshole and saying, you know, uh, the light we bring the light wherever we go and wherever the light is. We have Dominion to search you, asshole. Like the the cop stuff, basically. Everything a lot of that dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> that shit. All of that shit is what he says uh, in like you know episode two or three when they encounter the white cloak. So I was honestly kind of wondering, like I almost like I figure I almost I don't know why I feel like I may have said something almost like this. Like I felt like that scene was. Just out of place because it. Didn't I don't make know. Any yeah. Well, it didn't. It nothing. Yeah. Nothing in the show did. None happened. of the show made any sense. I don't know if I almost. I don't. I now I really don't know. But I almost said something about how like I felt like this character was. I don't know what I said about it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But I. I felt like I've noticed. I noticed that scene in particular. or said something about it. But now yeah. it's weird to be like, oh, this is this is exactly where that dialogue is from. So now we're catching up to about episode three. I mean, none of it is going to be. It's all pulled from whatever books they had lying around. So that's my note about the TV show. All right. I'll, I'll cut out some of that part where I couldn't quite figure out what I was saying about it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. cares? I didn't cut it out. It's fine. Who cares? Let's keep going. When it comes to the TV show, like... It's such a mess that anything t- talking about it at all in context yeah. of the books is just going to be it really, a mess, and you don't understand what's going on. So that's almost yeah. That's 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 it. That's it. That's exactly it. And just yeah, you might see a scene that someone picked up the third book and was like, "Hey, look at what this asshole is saying. Let's put it in our asshole scene in the second episode." And mm-hmm. eventually, it'll all be over, and maybe I'll watch the whole thing. Maybe. Excuse me. I don't Bless know. You. I'm just having troubles right now. I've been conge- Is it very wet where you are? It's still actually it like just broke like over the last two days. It's been very cool and breezy and kind of nice, but it was very. I was very congested for two three weeks. It's uh, sunny, but it's uh, over overcast. Okay. So. The boss lady gives two of the girls hall passes. Yeah. Get out of jail free. Principal gave the girls hall passes. And they and she said, Don't you dare tell your third friend Elaine your nerd friend who's friends with the Queen, don't you dare tell her about any of this and they immediately went and Without- told her Without half a thought, they're just like, well, specifically with uh, 
it was nine eighty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's all, it, well, she's really. I, I'm just gonna tell her anyway. She's in charge of breaking the rules around here, nine eighty. She's all good. She's already in. You know, she's yeah, one of the, yeah. one of the few places where I'm like, you know, you, you're not wrong, uh, Egwene. She still like gives in immediately, and she's like, okay, well, that's fine. So she has a like, tendency to be like, okay, well, I guess if that's what we're doing, I at least, well, I don't know if I would call her adaptable, but she can at least kind of well. When it comes to, uh, <laughs> occasionally she shuts up and. Goes yeah. with the flow occasionally. I guess that's when it, when it comes to non-Eve, she shuts up. And she yeah, that's true. Flow. Right. Yeah. Regardless of whether yeah. like she's correct in like trying to correct non-Eve, which is one of the few places that she ever is correct, is when she's correcting non-Eve. When she's correcting everyone else, she's wrong and she refuses to amuse it. When she's correcting non-Eve, she's right and she refuses to stick to her guns. Wow. There's yeah. There's some kind of... Do you see why I don't like her very much? <laughs> it's very well explained. I'm like, it's not... I, I can see her thought process the entire way through, and I can see why she does the things she does. I still don't like her for it. <laughs> She's a very well-written, bad person. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and that's the... And that's... That's the important part. If they are well written and entertaining, they can be bad. Mm-hmm. They also immediately get caught having told Elaine. <laughs> Which is why you don't do that, because you're going to get caught, because Elaine has no idea how to do things subtly. We check in with the bros. We did. Elaine's we bros. Did little, yeah. Yeah. We did get a little bit with them where they were like, you don't understand how hard it was for us to, like, convince mom to let us stay. So, therefore, you need to tell us things. Like, so, that's mom, not how that works. Queen <laughs> mom is pissed off. You wanted to stay here. Like, don't don't be pretending that you have any right to it. All of but these kids... <laughs> They're all kids. They're kids doing kid things. They all should have ridden home. Well, maybe not, you know... The girls, it's a little bit different, but Rand and Matt and Perrin probably should have sent letters home from Faldara. Yes. Their parents have not heard from them in years now and have to travel to Tarvalon to knock on the door. I think it's been, like, five months, six months... I feel like well, I feel a, like no, there was a small time skip after after the first book, but since then, it we had the three month skip um, with the teleportation. Um, I've seen it become like, spring twice. If that means uh, anything, we've talked about it becoming spring twice. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes you move, you come down out of the mountains. Yeah, and it becomes um, more like a springtime. So maybe that's yeah. not really so, a good quantifier. So we started in spring, right? 
on the yes. cusp of spring with yes, Bell we Time. Did. We haven't seen Bell Time yet again. Okay. So we haven't reached a full year. But it is springtime. It is it is the end of winter. Okay. Winter is ending. Yes. So what's uh yeah, is Galan is Galad gonna go and tell on them? And what's mom gonna do, do you think? Is he gonna go into what? Is he gonna go tell on them? Is he gonna go oh. Mom, should I kidnap Elaine and drag her back to the capital? <laughs> I mean he never Yeah. I feel like he may kidnap Elaine and drag her back to the capital. I feel like that is something so, that Here's the here's the thing about it. Like I know Elaine says like he'll do anything and like all of that, but like he will not do evil in order to do good. He won't kidnap he his will sister. Not do anything wrong, no matter what. Okay, even if he's Absolutely. being commanded by the queen to 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 get her, he's not going to resort to that kind of shit. Yes, okay. he's going to do everything he can to convince her. And like he might like, and this this is one of the reasons and one of the ways that he grows is like, there are conflicting points like this where like he has two things that are that he thinks are objectively good that are. 100% diametrically opposed and he can't do both at the same time okay yep sure yep so. yeah that's good writing I gotta figure out how to do that kind of shit <laughs> yeah that's like, right he's, that's, yeah. he's a super complex character that seems really shallow <laughs> because yeah like his his one like those are fun his one character you know character point is that he always does the right thing Sure, and that's why, like, when he doesn't know what the right thing is, when Nine Aves like, did you even ask permission? He's like, oh crap, I <laughs> I need to get out of here because I didn't ask permission. But like, if he knows that it's not a rule anymore, he's not gonna be like, he's not gonna do that anymore because he's like, well, that's not a rule. I don't need to. I don't need to worry about that. You know, I'm not doing anything not good by being here. Like, it, it's the first time you've genuinely seen him like seem worried or upset. Is when Nanny said, "Hey, did you even follow the rules?" He's like, "Oh shit, I, I didn't follow the rule." <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. It's such a weird character where it's like, I I understand where Elaine's coming from, and I agree. Like, it, it's a pain to deal with people like that, but he's so much more consistent about it than any like real person. Well, not. Not any real person. There are absolutely people that are like that. But, like, they're, they're the kind of people who are, like... Almost better to talk to than somebody who's, like... Someone that's at least honest about it. Yeah. Somebody who's <laughs> very, like, honest about wanting to always do the right thing. Sure. Versus somebody who just, like tries to justify that whatever they're doing is the right thing. Afterwards, right. Yes. Yeah, which yes. is, you know... Because because somebody who honestly... <laughs> that can get bad. Want to do the right thing. Like, <laughs> you can have a conversation with them about, you know, paradoxes of, of justice. Like, okay. is it the right thing to do this and that, you know? And so I think, like, it's really cool to have that character so, so well well relayed you know sure and so the the queen for the first time does not have her red 
Aja friend advisor. advisor at her side. The queen is like, you guys lost my daughter. I don't want, I don't want your Jafar hanging out <laughs> with me anymore. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. And so Elida comes and uh, also, is this, is she in the room with Galad and Gawain? Is everyone just lecturing Elaine at the same time? No, 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 or is no, this two separate after. events? Yeah, everyone's mad at Elaine. They leave and then Elida comes in. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, they almost get caught talking about their business by Elida and no one likes the Red Aja today. Pretty much. They're, like... Yeah. One of them did some real bad shit. They're very obsessive. And, like... They got... You will meet some Red Aja that are... That are much better. But the Red Aja in general are very obsessive because the whole point of the Aja is like to capture and kill men that are a problem investigations not investigations surprisingly enough that's the realm of the blue aja oh just hunting just specifically hunting down yeah there. that is not even really place. okay yeah yeah and that's yeah much like that's the guys in white I... they got a well, uh, uh, like we get, we get more later on about like the tenets of the Aja, I guess. Um, okay. Like, the Green Aja is viewed much differently than like what the what they actually believe and like why they chose Green Aja. You know. Uh, sure. And sure. like Red Aja, like what what they actually like. Are supposed to stand for and what they do now are like not excessively different but different enough in tone that like you get women who are like good and like are wanting to help people not just women who are wanting to hunt down men sure right, right. yeah yeah <laughs> and so like that that's where it's like most Red Aja that you meet in the books are, you know, women who just want to hunt down men, and then like, the Red Aja itself is about something else. So. Uh, Old Adrian wasn't even Red Aja, really. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, she was, but she was, you know... Yeah. She wasn't, they, they, she wasn't on anyone's side. She was Black Aja. Yeah. But... Even the Black Aja still choose a an Aja that matches their temperament, you know? Sure, okay, sure. yeah, so she's still, yeah, yep, yeah, sure. And, and, like, it certainly came across in, in like, everything that Landron did, where she was, like, so dismissive and snide and cruel to men, you know? And getting those secrets, too, and sticking her nose yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, it certainly still fits that she's Red Aja. Uh, I think we should have almost every Aja. Is there a gray one? There is a gray one. We haven't really talked about gray too much, I don't think. Like, I think it's been mentioned once. They were mentioned that they were at Faldara, yeah. Yeah. 
and we know basically nothing about the gray and the white at this point. We know something about the some things about the green. We know some things about the blue, the red, the yellow. What am I missing? Uh, green, blue, red, yellow, white, gray, brown. We know about the brown. Oh, brown! Of course, of course, we know about the brown. Yeah. So is a uh, is Shiriam a a hobag? Uh, she's the mistress of novices, so she's like I don't it, know. She's strict. Is she I a dark hobag? Like her, the way that she words things, like Dynaeve is very suspicious of it, and she doesn't really correct her properly. Yeah, when Dynaeve get out. Yeah, I'm asking if Shiriam is a black Aja. Well, that's what I mean by hobag. I will say. Uh, it certainly seems like that, but also consider the idea that uh, people can be embarrassed by uh, making mistakes in wording when they're known to be very good at wording things properly around somebody who they're supposed to be the superior of. Oh, for sure. Okay. So it is. It is certainly does certainly seem like she's Black Aja, but if you think about the fact that she just made a mistake in wording around a novice and she's uh, supposed to be the, ma- the mistress be, yeah she's supposed to be one the mistress of novices and two Aes Sedai who are known for wording things very concisely and never being ruffled by anything so yeah <laughs> yeah she might be a little embarrassed and hiding it the best that she can <laughs> there's definitely some mischief afoot that's for sure yes I yeah. think that's one thing that that oh, comes well, go across ahead. much more clearly later on. Like, I said, I make mistakes. It's one hundred percent a thing that happens all the time. And oh, they can't let anyone know they that they've mistakes, done that, though. Yes, yes, you can. Because, yeah, because when you're trying to be in control of everything, if you seem like you make mistakes, people aren't going to trust you as much to be in control of things. And they really uh, like being in control of the whole weave. They like being in control of as many things of yeah, well, some I of mean, them. A certain a certain they... bunch of them really want to be in control of destiny on the whole, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Well, also keep in mind like Do um but how, what? how very warlike and like all of the issues between countries that they try to prevent boiling out into like all out war between you know multiple like they have I think they mentioned that they have multiple uh, groups of sisters like trying to prevent they were trying to prevent the war between Falm and uh, oh sure yeah so like keeping it to just a few skirmishes on the border here and there, like is basically the best that they can do. And that's why they try to keep that reputation so they can do at least that, you know, preventing war to the best of their abilities. Okay. 
Do, um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. In the books, um, yeah. do Moraine and the Amarillan seat, um, have sex with each other? No. Okay. No, not, does not. Do they do that in the show? Uh, how bad do you want to know? <laughs> I I just, I wouldn't be surprised. I showed, I talked to you about that tweet that he yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. Just... So. No. It's possible that, like, I made this up, that in my thinking about it, I made this up. Maybe I'll go back and check this and the, uh, you know, what the Matt scene yeah. was like. But uh, I think they are. I think because the the sort of how she has to kind of banish Moraine and kind of get her out of the politics. I think that's centered around them having sex with each other while they discuss it. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, it could just be, it could just be like, kind of, well, there's no, so it, it's, there's a lot of talk. Like there's, there's a specific, uh, few people that like they do talk about it um in a very roundabout way that they do have same sex relations and like they do have sex with each other those uh, two characters there yeah there's there's multiple sets of two characters where like they talk around it and like oh but i not... mean but these two characters the emerald and seed and more they do not okay they do not. okay just so, making, so making sure okay same yeah, yeah, so, like, okay. the way that they talk about it is like uh, novices often like pair up um, as like really really close best friends, and like the time period that it is like part of that is like being naked around each other in bed and in baths and okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. Clothes they're not very comfortable, and when you're relaxing and like taking care of yourself, you're naked, you know. And it wasn't a big thing at you know in that time period to just be naked with someone you know so in that regard like they talk about it as like you know they're they're your pillow friends and things like that oh sure um, okay yeah okay so it's that kind of thing where it's like they're not having sex with each other they're not sexually interested in each other they're not in a you know intimate uh relationship like that they they're just they're best friends so they're just are naked with each other sometimes while they're talking <laughs> by consequence of the time period like and it's a very common thing in in fantasy uh, i've seen at least in in fantasies set in this time period and sure. anything set in this time period really so uh yeah no it's not it's not a sexual thing in the books if it is in the show i'm not surprised but if anyone has a problem with them, like, being naked when talking to each other in the show, they're stupid. They don't understand all the connotations that were exp expressed in the books themselves. So Okay, well, now I have to, now I have to watch it again to figure out if they're just naked. Because, <laughs> they, yeah. they, you know what? Maybe I, I it's, it is 1,000% possible that I saw the women naked and I was like, Oh, this is a an edgy modern show. Yeah. They want. They were definitely fucking. Totally possible that that just is what was in my head. Totally yeah. possible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. 
that being said, them doing that as adults is not at all any sort of representation in the books, like between Moraine and Sean. Like, yeah. that was when they were novices. And that's sure, when it really okay. happens between Aes Sedai, when they're novices. They're not close with anyone. Like, even in their own Aja, they're never that close with each other. Like, anywhere in the books. No, there's. I don't think there's any two Aes Sedai who are that close to each other anywhere in the books. It's also so, a lot different when you got a bunch of little novice witches cooped up in, you know, a couple yeah, of floors. Yeah, exactly. Of a, yeah, and they're constantly, witch dormitory. they're constantly being punished, you know, every yeah. single day. Like, that the whole point is to build that sisterhood, that feeling of camaraderie, like, between them. That, yes, <laughs> they're going to be close like that because that's what they want. They want them to view them as sisters. It's very fucked up psychologically what they do, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a lot of yeah, training people is fucked up psychologically. Sometimes more fucked up in fantasy. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, train yeah. the idea of training people in general. <laughs> yeah, training yeah. people to think certain ways about other people. Yeah, well, that, that's 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 not. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> That's a good oh, yes, I do it all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit, man. They're they're big manipulators. Um, but yeah, we found out about the soulless. Now you mentioned them earlier. We found out about. We've seen gray men now. It was yeah, briefly Nine, mentioned. Nynaeve uses on. hold person. Yes. <laughs> um, these are soulless, yeah. silent assassins that you would almost look directly at and not even notice because... They're so ordinary. The glow of life is so absent from their gray... mans. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Real assassin types. Yeah. So they catch one, but they believe there is two. In fact, one is probably the one that is held... It seems that a second one murders him and then escapes. Yep. So that he doesn't give away any information. And Shiriam knows about this. And she swears the girls to secrecy. And uh, they don't keep that a secret either. They're doing real good. But Elaine is the third member of the detective trio, really. So, yeah. so okay. So it's okay. And then Celine shows up. Well, first, Matt eats enough food for five people. He eats five dinners. Yes. He also recollects uh, (laughs) Ah, a whole battle, or at least the start of a battle. It seems that one of his ancestors was uh, an important commander under the Red Eagle Archer gentleman who fought against the Trollocs. And he was known to be a gambler. It's time to toss the dice, which that's, I love, I love that, like the way that it's presented, like it's so like small of a thing, but like it's, it's prevalent through the rest of the story at this point. Um, Matt is, he does, does Matt's, did he pick up a confidence concerning dice from this vision of his ancestor? Um, I mean, he's been gambling since yeah. Faldara, you know. He's, so. he is, yeah. 
Gambling is one of his strengths. <laughs> well, he, he seems he to be good at it. Yeah, I mean, he's all he's all right at it uh, up to this point. Like he's he's won somewhat like a, a somewhat reasonable amount. Like he he's never like out and out like. one huge prize pool or anything like that or one sure. significant amount of time it's just like an average amount of time for somebody who's who's okay at gambling you know yeah. but like he's lost he's lost plenty and he's won plenty uh <laughs> which is what happens when you do it a lot that's yeah and so he i would say he's relatively even with where he started like most of the money that he he has is from traveling with rand you know Right, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's the old tongue for it because we get to know that soon enough. I, it's not really a spoiler because you now know that Matt speaks the old tongue. Yes, randomly. Yes. <laughs> he is. He seems to be filled with the spirits of his ancestors, which may mm-hmm. and also, I mean, even a lot of his memories of the past year or so seem quite clouded or confused as well. So yeah, and this, and this, yeah. This is one of those important things where it's like this is why you can't heal him too early because if he does have that, like it changes, it changes everything, you know. Yeah, what he would be doing during the first two seasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they healed him. Yeah, and then he also learns that uh, the Horn of Valir is bound to him now. And he's the only one who can use it to summon the heroes. Another system of control. Another way to keep him under their thumb. But Matt will find a way out. He swears. Celine is going to offer him a a devil's bargain. Mm -hmm. She's the only one that will set him free if he does everything she says. Well, he knows, though. He knows that anyone offering that kind of thing can't be trusted. He's going to find his own way out. I bet he will, if anyone will. Yes. This is one of the things that I love about Matt. Is I, I, I also love, like, the thing, uh, the way that the Amerlin described him, too. Like, uh... Oh, what was it? Where... Where she's like, you remind me of my of my uncle. Uh, he hated like any type of responsibility, and uh, he died going back into the fire over and over again to save a bunch of orphans, which is noble. <laughs> that describes Matt pretty well. He complains a lot, but he he goes in and he saves he saves people. The thing that she he's, says, he stayed back at at Falm and just like not gone in with with Rand and been like yeah go go get the dagger by yourself <laughs> like i don't need to be part of this is Perrin going to end up being somebody reborn no well i mean kind not not any specifics like they've already described like the wolves remember this from like the distant distant past and like none of the none of the Aes Sedai know it and they think that it might be a new thing but like the wolves know it's an old thing the whole wolf thing yeah yeah so of course it's an old thing yeah 
in terms of that, like, it's it's an ability from from the past, but it's not like a specific person that he's reborn as. All right, yeah. So that's yeah, that's where we're at with Matt. And, yep. and Rand is Rand is hitting the Ricky Road, running away somewhere still. <laughs> yep. I think we got we had like one chapter. Uh, this was since we last one. spoke last week. Starting with chapter ten, it was Eggwing. It was like five Eggwing chapters, then like five Matt ones. So, yeah, 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 we don't know what we don't know what Matt and Perrin are up to. Well, I mean, we do because we read the first ten oh. chapters. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, yeah, we know that Rand ran away, and Perrin are Perrin and Morin are following. Um, yeah. So the next next chapter, uh, the World of Dreams. Oh no. So. We get to learn more about that. Exciting. Egwene is a dreamer and a geomancer. Yes. Does weave the earth. She can find metals, which is pretty important, you know, uh, for this time period. Definitely doesn't have modern modern methods of finding veins of, of valuable metal. Yeah, that's an she. That's an extremely yeah. That's probably an extremely coveted ability. The uh, the son the Shan Shan, they mm-hmm. they certainly wanted to have that ability, and uh, looks like someone fucked him up with a coffee pot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll get sick of saying that pretty soon, but that's what I'm going to say about anyone that runs afoul of our main characters. That's pretty good. They get uh, pretty burnt up. Yeah, I think one last note is uh, that I'll, I'll say Eguin refuses to be collared ever again or captured. Oh, yeah. Oh, she will never, she will yeah. never be the same about that. If they try to still her, they're in bad trouble because she's she's not having any of that shit. Yep. Any kind of shit. No one's gonna fuck with her again. That's gonna turn out fun. Yeah. I feel. She wanted to boil a girl alive. That's a cool trait. It was done to her in the first place, so. Yeah. Is it better if you is it is it worse morally if you're the one that came up with the idea of boiling someone? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I, I you know what I mean? It feels that way. Like, I, it doesn't make it okay no. that, or right that Egwene did it back to her, but definitely like she Egwene is a lot less bad of a person for doing it to somebody yeah. who did it to her in the first place so what have been the person who did it to her just because she disobeyed in whatever capacity now i really really wanted her to boil that girl so where does that put me on the morality scale well did you want her to do it for herself or did you did you want to be the one doing it to her i wanted to see it happen no That's... yeah and then I wanted to see Egwene go down a dark path and start boiling people <laughs> for the thrill. <laughs> Egwene the boiler. Idea, honestly. 
Other than the prequel, any uh, like spinoffs to this series? No, just the one, the one extra book after the fifteen. Yeah, and that was and that was that was released after book nine. Okay, I think okay. I think it's a good it's a good place to read it after the fourth book or the fifth book. Okay, that's a good one to slot it in. Once you kind of got a real idea yeah. of what everyone's doing. Yeah, like if you read it before you read the first book, it's like it's got a lot of spoilers okay. to an extent, like about Moraine's like reasons for doing things and like her who she wanted. Okay. Yeah, like uh, why why she's so confident that she can do whatever she wants because the Amerlin is her best friend, you know. <laughs> So it's it's certainly there's a lot of there's a lot of spoilers for the first two books and then there's fewer spoilers for the third book and then fewer spoilers for the fourth book and then kind of around there there's no real spoiler spoilery aspect to it anymore. Yeah, at that point we got we got our characters and we know what's going on. Yeah. We've got a lot more background in like the world and politics and everything at that point. So, yeah, sure, 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 and yeah, we know. Yeah, we got the a good the, the important pieces of the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me and talking about the Dragon Reborn by Robert Jordan. Yeah, thanks for reading. It's fun. Yeah, hopefully next week will be thirty. Yeah, let's aim for thirty. Sure. Thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast on the internet where I talk to people on the internet. Um, let's, uh, yeah, you know what? That was, uh, that was a little longer than I thought those two conversations together would be. But I know that we got cut off today when we were talking, so the next one also might be two different combos. I think it will be, because really, we talked today really only about Chapter 22, which is an interest, which is a big one. So that's, that's one of the things that's coming up next. But uh, this probably could have been two separate podcasts. But anyway, there's the first third, uh, maybe more than a third of, about a third of The Dragon Reborn, um, chapters prologue through 20. And uh, the next one, I think the next podcast that regards this will be about chapters 21 through 30. But uh, let's see, before that... Uh, we have a Kindred recap that I might try to record some more things for, maybe Friday or this weekend, and then that will be next week's episode. I am going to try to stick to one episode a week. Last season, I tried, I was putting out like two or three a week, because we had like two or three ongoing topics, and that was too much for me to do, especially now that I'm kind of back to work and some other things I'm doing. One of the next episodes will be a Kindred one, and there will be another Dragon Reborn one, and uh, yeah... I got a couple books to talk to Locke about, and yeah, I think we're gonna do a Twin Peaks season one episode because we've kind of we've been watching Twin Peaks, and after each 
like couple episodes or so. We usually chat for just like 15 minutes or so, but now that the whole season has gone by, we've got some very stoned, very late night Twin Peaks commentary that uh, may not even have anything to do with Twin Peaks. So coming up next, Kindred. And then more of this, and then some Twin Peaks, and then all of the other stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. You can check me out at koyadk.com.tv. That's C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. You can get links to my Etsy and my Patreon and Twitch and support me on all of those places. And uh, you can see, you get links to my other social medias to watch videos and whatever, catch up with me wherever I'm doing whatever. Um... Yeah, maybe I'll talk to you soon.